have you all stand to your feet as we read this scripture. It's coming from John chapter 10, verses 1 through 5. And the word reads, Most assuredly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him, the doorkeeper opens, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. Yet they will by no means follow a stranger, but will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. Amen. Let's pray. Our Father, we just bless you this morning because we know that you love us so much that you speak to us. Father, we don't know what we would do without your word, without your voice. Father, we have gathered here this morning because we understand the urgency of the hour, how critical it is that we hear your voice, that we understand, Father, exactly what you're saying to us as a people, individually, collectively, as the church. Our mission, Father God, is very difficult, but I am reminded of where you said in your word, Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. So, Father, as we are standing in your presence, look at our hearts today. We're needy. We need you, Lord. And I'm just your servant, a conduit. Take these lips of clay. Take my mind and my heart. Lord, help me to articulate what the Spirit of God wants to articulate. I pray that these people will see none of me but all of you. Father, you talk to the hearts of your people and prepare us for this moment and for the days to come. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Again, Sean, thank you for that testimony. Really appreciate that. We are interested in knowing what God is doing in the life of his people, amen? And so when God is doing something in your life, it is wrong for you to be blessed and not tell somebody. Amen. Amen. So if you have been blessed, make sure that somebody know what God is doing in your life. So we have been talking about prayer. We talked initially about the importance of making sure that we're praying in the will of God. How the, the Bible declares that when we pray in the will of God, God hears us. Last week, we had addressed the issue of hindrances to prayer. How do we know that there are some things that if we don't get right in our life, it has the capacity to hinder our prayer life? So if you haven't heard that message, it wasn't here like, like, uh, last week, uh, I want to invite you to our website to uh, listen to that message. And today, we're going to talk about listening and prayer. Listening and prayer. I think it's safe to say that most of us are not good listeners. 
Have you ever had the, if you're married and you talk to your spouse, you know what I'm talking about. Every now and then my wife would tell me, she said, honey, you, you're not listening to me. Now, I really know what that means. And conveniently, so my wife would come and she wanted to have a conversation with me when I'm trying to watch a football game. And she does that to try to bother me, hinder me, or whatever the case might be. And she wanted to prove a point that you can hear but just because you hear words doesn't mean you're really listening. How many of you have ever had a conversation with somebody and you said, oh, wait a minute, stop, I, I, listen for a moment. Because listening is very, very important. I believe that most of our relationships would be far better and the issues that we have would be far better if we learn to listen better. How many of you have, have gone through times where you've been misunderstood? You've tried to share, communicate a thought, whatever God was doing in your life, and, and somehow whoever you were talking to, they just didn't get it. But I'm here to tell you this morning, God always get it. And so when most folks think about prayer, most people don't think about listening. When most people think of prayer, here's what they think. They think prayer is a time, and rightly so, that I get on my knees, I tell God what I want, I read a couple of scriptures, then I get up and I leave and somehow hope that God will pull it off. And we don't want to discourage that because the Bible says that we ought to cry unto the Lord. Amen. You ought to talk to God about whatever it is you're going through. So it's very, very important that we do that. But also another important part to prayer is listening. Most folks don't know how to listen for the voice of God. I mean, we, I mean we, we, we're, we're pretty good at telling God what we want, and we're pretty good at sharing, but we're not as good when it comes to listening. How many know, contrary to what most folks say, I shouldn't say most folks, but some folks, some Christians who are misguided today, I will say misguided. Uh, you know, you got some believers who say today that, that God is not talking no more. I, I, don't, I don't know what kind of God they, they serve. Because how many know... Jesus always has something to say. He's a God of the living, not of the God of the dead. So God is always talking. You remember Jesus when he was here on his earthly ministry. Jesus would often end the parable by saying, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. He said in Revelation chapter 3, when he was speaking to the church the churches in Asia, he said, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the church. God is speaking today. But the reality of it is, is that if you're going to hear God, how many know we got to position ourselves to hear God? I said last week this, and I, I made this statement, that, 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 that God doesn't operate on your time schedule. He never has. He never will. Technology keep advancing, Right? I mean, have you seen the new iPhone 5? I mean, it's going to be off the chain. But technology just keeps, every time you turn around, they got a new this, a new that. And so they're speeding up technology and, and our world. But, but understand, the Bible says that, that Satan is the God of this world. In other words, this is a worldly system that, is, that goes contrary to the way God does things. 
So, so everything about God, watch this, everything about God, God always does things exactly like he did before. God, he's the same today, yesterday, and forever. He's not going to speed up to try to catch up with you. And for those of you that are schedule-driven, I'm sorry. Because we have to come to a place in our walk with God that we realize that I got to get, sometimes you got to get a word from God, you got to tarry in his presence. And, and, and oftentimes, sometimes when you get into the presence of God, have you ever told somebody to shut up? Sometimes we just need to shut up and don't say nothing. Now, for some of us, that would drive us crazy because, you know, everywhere you go, there's something in the background, right? You can't even walk in the mall. They got music in the background. You know, you can't even sit at the traffic light. Somebody come drive up. And I hear, you ever been sitting in your car? Somebody come with this big old bass, boom, boom, just, all that noise. I mean, if people were, were around quietness for any time, I mean, most people would go crazy. I can't take it. I have people come to my house sometimes. The first thing I do is I, no TV. I'm used to something in the background. I got to hear some noise. But if you want to hear from God, you got to just shut some things off. So prayer is not just about talking to God. It is also about listening to God because God has something to say. And God has something to say to every one of us who is willing to put in the time and, yes, sometimes the hour and, yes, days, months, and years to hear him. How desperate do you want a word from God? You say, Pastor, I need a word. I got to hear from God. Jesus said here in John chapter number 10, he says that he calls his sheep by name. Jesus was illustrating what we have been saying all along as we lay our foundation, that, that, that prayer is about intimacy. Jesus, when he says that his sheep Know his name. They, they, they follow him. It suggests intimacy. Knowledge is love. It's not a casual relationship. Where we, where, where, you know, God, Jesus doesn't want to have a casual relationship with his kids. Jesus, how I many know Jesus is deep? He wants he want to unveil himself to all of us. He calls his own sheep by name. The sheep willingly follow his voice. Look at verse number, look at verse number four. And when he brings out his sheep, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. How do they know his voice? Because they've been with him. This parable, Jesus is really in this parable speaking about the relationship that he has with the church. That's really what he's trying to get at. He said, My sheep hears my voice. I would venture out to say that there, there are too many of us who don't know when it is that Jesus is speaking. He said, my sheep, the people that know me, spend time with me. They're in my presence. They worship me. They, they seek to do my will. People who are consumed with me, my sheep, they know my voice. And it's interesting because he said that a stranger voice, they will not follow. You know, one of the ways that, you know, you, you can take, a, you know, back, back when I was growing up in my neighborhood, there were a lot of people who just weren't educated as it relates to theology. But one thing they knew, they knew Jesus. They knew how to pray. 
They may not knew all the exegete and, you know, the history of the church and all the different stuff. But boy, but they were in this word so much and it was in his presence so much that when somebody came up with something crazy, their eyes would perk up and say, whoa, whoa, wait, wait a minute. That, that, ain't, that ain't what, that ain't right. Because my sheep hears my voice. A stranger voice, they won't follow. They won't follow a stranger, not because they have been spending a lot of time trying to study what strangers are like. It's because they're so familiar with his voice. They're so in love with Jesus. You say, Pastor, I, my prayer life need to increase. Then I would say to you, your love life of Jesus need to increase. And your worship need to increase. Your passion needs to increase. Your hunger needs to increase. You are as close to God as you want to be. Do you hear me? If you're saying, I don't feel close to God, how many of you have ever felt that way? Amen. And some of us, we even know why we feel that way, because how I many know life gets busy at times, and, and, and this system is designed to keep you off your knees. But, the, but, but, but there is nothing God will withhold from a people that will cry out to him and prioritize prayer. Jesus said, my house shall be called a house of prayer. Whereby we're seeking God and that we're going after him. We're, we're hungering for him. And, and you know what? And, 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 it's, and it's so, it's, 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 it's like we, 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 we want the world to know that we can't make it unless he helps us. Passion. Prayer. Jesus says, my sheep know my voice. So what Jesus is really saying is that, that God expects us to know his voice. He expects you to know what he sounds like. He, he expects us. There's an expectation that, that, that the church, got, look, we got to move into, we got to move away from casual Christianity. Y'all know what I mean when I say casual Christianity, right? It's just, it's just the surface stuff. It's I know I'm saved. I'm going to church. You know what? Christianity is, how many know it's, it's much, 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 much more than that. It's not just about I'm going to church. It's not just about, you know, I'm a member of this place. I go. No, it's much more than that. I want to touch nations. I want to see the glory of God all over the place. I am hungry for the, the nations and the world to come and worship at his feet. I hasten the day when I see people begin to cry out to him and, and say, Lord, I need that the church, that we will be a people that say no more. We're going to turn to God. Jesus, the Bible said it this way. If my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray, turn from their wicked ways. He said, then I'll move. Then I'll move. How many say, I need a move from God? I need God to move. He said, if my people, he didn't save the president. He didn't save the government. He said, if my people, the people who say that I'm their God, the people who say they love me, he said, if my people, my people. So there's an expectation. Turn with me to Habakkuk chapter Chapter number two, verses one through verse three. 
I know you read that book all the time in the Old Testament. Uh huh. Some of you are going to take a long time, so let me help you out. Just look at the screen. <laughs> That's okay. You got, you got to get there at some point. Take your time. You'll get there. Trust me. I had to go hunt for this for myself. Hallelujah. But Habakkuk is a prophet of God. And I, I like, I like, here's why I like the Bible. Because the Bible talks about real people having real issues. Right? How many know that you, you want to you know that you got a God that can deal with your problems? You know, sometimes people, ain't just, people don't want to know all the, the history of this. And they just want to, can you please tell me how this works? I love this particular prophet because he's like me. He's just real. He just say, Lord, here's what I need. I need some answers. Habakkuk, he finds himself in chapter number one. You can go back and read it in your spare time. But Habakkuk, he has a couple of questions from God. Now, he needs a word from the Lord. He needs to hear from God. Like some of us, sometimes we're in a situation. Some of you right now, you're in a situation right now where you need to hear from God. You're saying, I need a word. I don't know, God, whatever the I don't care what the word is. I just need to hear what you have to say to me. Habakkuk said, he got a couple of questions for God. He finds himself in a situation, and here's what he says. Now, now, now you just, just follow with me here. If you're in Habakkuk, you can look at chapter 1. He, he says, oh, Lord, how long shall I cry, and you will not hear? How many of you have ever felt like God ain't listening? He says, Habakkuk said, he said, God, how long would I cry? How long will I call out to you, and you don't hear me? He says, even cry out, I cry out to you, and there's violence. And God, you will not say, why do you show me iniquity and cause me to see trouble? There's strife and contention everywhere. That's question number one. I mean, you've ever, you know, wondered, like, how come God ain't changing this? What's up? Come on, God, talk to me. Why? I mean, God, where you at? I mean, I read, I read in the book of, you know, I read in the book of uh, Exodus and, and Old Testament, New Testament, how you, God, you, you parted Red Seas and you delivered the people. You brought them out of Egypt, out of bondage. I mean, I read all of these stories. But God, I'm going through some trouble right now. Where are you? My life has flipped upside down. I need some answers. You're going to learn something from Habakkuk this morning. He says, watch this. He says, second question he has in verse 13. He says, now, why do you look on those who deal treacherously and hold your tongue when the wicked devours. You ever wonder why God allows some evil to happen in the earth? I mean, sometimes you hear stuff and you read, see stuff on TV and you wonder, how can people be so cruel? How can it be so mean? And then, and then especially when they're God's people. I, I, I heard one time there was a, a church, I want to say someplace south, pastor was given an altar call and somebody just happened to come up and shoot the pastor and kill him. I, you know, and, and I'm, I, I don't know about you, but I'd have been, I would have been sitting there like, God, how could you let that happen? I mean, no, that'll shake your faith. Amen. Habakkuk says, I need a word, brother. He said, I need a, I need a word from God. Because I'm, I'm dealing with some stuff. I don't know, I don't know the answers. I don't well know why this situation is what it is. But I need God to talk. So what does he do? 
I mean, is he, is he going to go there and, and you know, is, is he, I mean, is he going to just, uh, just, 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 uh, just come to God with the, the, the huge list over and over again and keep telling God, do something, do something. Let me tell you what he did. This is so good. Look at this. Look at Habakkuk chapter number two, verse number one. He says, now, I will stand my watch and set myself on the rampart or the guard post and watch to see what he will say to me. And when and, 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 and what I will answer when I am corrected. Uh-oh, watch this. Mm. Somebody follow me. Y'all follow me in the spirit? Now watch this. So the first thing, here's what he said. He said he needed to get a word from God. Now, he stated his case. Many of us, we don't have a problem with stating our case. The problem we have is doing what Habakkuk did in chapter 2. He said, I'm going to find me a place. And I'm going to sit by the, guard, by the guard post. He said, and I'm going to wait until God talks to me. See, it's that waiting thing that we don't like. That's the time that we pray and then we get up and leave. And God is saying, wait a minute, wait a minute. You said you need an answer. You better come back and sit and let me talk to you. See, we got part one of prayer, but then there's part two. You got to listen. Well, pastor, I, I, you don't understand. I don't have time. I don't have time, Pastor, because I'm busy. I got to go to work. I need my sleep. Then may I hasten to say that you are too busy. Because when you tell me, no, when you say to God, you don't have time to listen to the one who is in charge of your breathing, you got issues. You need a psychiatrist deeper than Dr. Phil or whoever they are today. You need help to say that somehow that. I don't have time. Habakkuk said, look, he, he, he stated his cause, and he went. He said, I got to listen. But then he said something else that blew my mind, because this is deep. Y'all with me? Say amen. Watch this. this. This threw me for a loop. He says, and what I will answer when I am corrected. Yes. Yes. Wow. Let's be honest, right? You know, a lot of times we go to God for prayer. We've already determined what we're going to do before we go. You know, a lot of times we already made up in our mind. But see, what we do is we make it sound religious because, you know, we got to be able to tell the brother or the sister, I prayed about it. Well, just because you prayed about it don't really mean that you really sought to do his will. Because you haven't prayed until you come into his presence with no agenda. You come into his presence and you say to him, Lord, this is what I'm thinking. This is what I'm thinking. But you know what, Lord? I don't care. Like Jesus said, nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. Whatever you want. I'm, the brother said, look, I'm ready to be corrected too. Yes. How many of you would say, God, whatever? You know, a lot of times we're afraid of what God is going to tell us. Let's be honest. Because oftentimes he's always going to whisper some of you you ain't going to like. He's going to tell you to love somebody you don't like. He's going to tell you to forgive somebody you don't want to forgive. He's going to tell you to move somewhere that you want to move. He might send you to that. Some of you are scared to death. You go and pray and ask God, he'll send you to some remote country in Africa where you know, there's snakes and all kind of stuff. So you ain't going to really ask God about that. 
it's amazing. But if you really want to be serious, you, you ain't really prayed yet to you come and you say, Lord, whatever you want, I'm willing to do it. He knew that he had to be corrected because he even said it. He said, I'm going to ask you when I'm corrected. Can I expect, Lord, did you go? To? See, first of all, you got to realize that you don't know much. Nah, erase. You don't know nothing when it comes to being in God's presence. We have to learn to come into his presence with an open mind. Say, Lord, here's my case. Here's what I'm dealing with. But now, Lord, I'm sitting. I'm going to wait. Whatever you want to tell me, God, I'm ready to do it. Okay, God, if this is what you want me to do, it don't make sense to me. I don't like it. But if that's what you want, I'm willing to do that. But let me tell you what that is. Where that is is where the anointing is, the blessing is, and the favor is. So if you want to be where God wants you to be, then you got to be willing to go where God wants you to go and to do what God wants you to do. I'm preaching better than you letting on right now. We go to God in prayer. And you know, a lot of times we, I'm going to do this. Then we go to God in prayer. And, you know, you can just about get God to say anything. People can get God to agree with them. You know, sometimes, you know, let's be honest. We go to prayer and we want God to bless what we're doing. We do. I'm going to tell you something. It's hard being a believer. Jesus, wide is the gate that leads to destruction. But narrow is the way to lead to life. Let me tell you something. It's hard sometimes. People don't want to tell the truth. I mean, I'm going to tell you the truth because the truth will make you what? Free. See, if your perspective is right, you know how to handle it when trouble comes because it's going to come to every one of you. Sure as you're looking at me, trouble will come. Different shapes, different form. But you're going to overcome because part of the victory and the joy is knowing that when you go through something, God brings you out. Because then you've got something that you can give to somebody. you got a life. Your life has been made a ministry. Now you can share because you went through some stuff. Let me tell you what happened to me when I was in this situation. But sometimes we get in there and we just, we just don't act right. The brother said, I'm going to sit and listen to what God has to say. How many of you say Pastor, I, I do that. I, I, that's exactly what I do. I, I state my case, then I go, find, then I, I just put the book down, and I close it, and I just, okay, God, speak to me. Tell me, tell me, tell me. That's the part that we're missing in prayer. Right there. It may take you another 20 minutes, another 30 minutes, sometimes another hour. But here's the question I have for you. How desperate do you want to hear from? How desperate do you need him to move on your behalf? Because I don't believe that I serve a God who is disconnected from my problems. I don't believe that I serve a God that, that he knows what I'm going through and he's not, not listening to me. I don't think so. Somewhere I read where it said that he hears the prayers of the righteous and his ears are always open. Not sometimes, but always open. To his prayers. Look at Psalm. Look at Psalms 119, if you will. So you want to talk about all the things that you all love. Psalm 118. Are y'all hot or cold? Everybody okay? Y'all cold? Right, we have the ushers turn down a little bit because I don't. Well, we, see, we have to do that because we have to make sure you stay awake for a minute. <laughs> see, we, when it gets really hot, then the ushers are kind of instructed to kind of like turn it up and get it cold in here to get y'all awake. And then when y'all get awake, then we. Ease it back. No, I'm just kidding. 
I'm just hitting right behind me. I'm just kidding. Right? I, I haven't told y'all that. We try to make y'all comfortable. It's a hard job in here sometimes. But, but, but Psalm 119, I love this psalm. Watch this. This is the psalmist says, oh, how I love your law. Oh, would God's people come to that place when you say, oh, how I love his word. How many of you love his word? I mean, how many of you really love his word? I mean, you really love his word. He says, watch this now. He says, it is my meditation all the day. You know, when you're meditating, usually you're quiet. Y'all see where we're going with this? Quiet. Now, I know there's a lot of negative connotation that comes with meditation because of the, the, all the different, you know, Scientology and all these different people that take it to and pervert truth. But meditation is a biblical principle. What does it mean to meditate? Watch this. Meditate means to think deeply about. It is to chew over, to reflect, to think, to introspect, wonder, and study. It is to think deeply about. How many of you would say, Pastor, I meditate every day on this word. You know what meditate means? You, you ain't just reading it. Come on. We're not just doing a quick devotion Said I did my devotional this morning. You know what? It's better for you to read one verse than to read three chapters where you hit somebody asks you later, what did you learn this morning? What did God speak to you in your devotion? And you can't say nothing. I don't know. I just read a chapter. No, but what did God speak to you? I just read a chapter. No, what did God speak to you? I read a chapter. <laughs> what did God tell you? Why are you reading? Come on. If I'm going to read the book, I want a word. I need some. I need some. I need something. I don't need. Listen, I, I can use my sleep. But it's better to read one verse where you chew on it, meditate on it, and let God speak to your heart than to go read three or four chapters and it didn't help you. You can't even talk about what you read. Meditation is important as it relates to hearing the voice of God. How many of you want good success in your life? Turn to Joshua chapter number one. Watch this. Are y'all enjoying this so far? All right, good. The more y'all say amen, the better I preach. The quieter you are, the worse I preach. So keep talking me up. I need your help. There you go. That's what I'm talking about. Are you there? Now, Joshua, Moses had died. Joshua now has the responsibility to lead the people of God to the land of promise. But Moses was just a little bit intimidated, you know, because, you know, how would you like to be following behind Moses? <laughs> I mean, you got to, I mean, you're going to take this place of Moses. I mean, that's deep Moses. Think about Moses. The Bible said he never talked to a man face to face like he talked to Moses. There was a couple of people who talked about Moses. Uh, uh, you know, they, they gossiped about Moses. And Moses, why would you not afraid to talk, talk, talk about my man? I don't talk to nobody like I talk to Mo Are you out of your mind? Moses. Joshua got to lead. Joshua now got it. Moses is dead. And, you know, Joshua just a little bit, little bit intimidated because over and over again, you, you know, God had to keep telling Joshua, Joshua, you're going to do this, Joshua. Be strong. Be courageous. He didn't have to tell Moses that. I mean, at the beginning, Moses was a little bit shaky, you know, but Moses straightened up real quick. 
How many know God know how to straighten you up real quick? And Moses left a, he left a strong legacy. So here now Joshua have to step up to the plate. And he's thinking, how in the world am I going to pull this off? Watch this now. Look at verse number five. And here's God talking to Joshua. He said, now no man <laughs> shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. How many of you would like that testimony? Yeah. Oh, yes, Lord. As I was with Moses. Now, you know how he was with Moses, right? <laughs> he said, Joshua, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and of good courage, for to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong. Look at the neighbor and say, be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn to the from do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. Now watch this. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, verse 8, but you shall what? Meditate. Say that again. Meditate. One more time. Meditate. How often? Woo, wow. Mm, mm, mm. That you may observe to do according to all that is written in it, for then you will make your way what? Hallelujah. And then you will have, he didn't say success, good success. You know, a drug dealer can have success, right? I mean, they go and they can buy nice cars, they sell dope. But how many know that ain't good success? See, a bank robber can rob a bank and have a lot of money. He can buy some extra stuff, right? He was successful in what he did, but he didn't have what? Good success. God said, I will give you good success. But here's, but here's the key, though. He said, here's what you got to do. You got to meditate in my word day and night. <sighs> mm, mm, mm. He says, I'm going to bless you. You're going to do. I'm going to anoint you. You're going to do some great things, but you got to stay in my word. You just got to sit. You got to get in this word. You got to read it. And you just got to ponder it. What, did God, what is God saying here? How did this apply to my life? Talk, speak to me, Lord. I'm going to be quiet, just like her back. I ain't going to say a word. Just talk to me. Talk, 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 talk. <sighs> I, want, I want to be successful in life. Do you really? Here's the recipe right here. God will make you wiser than your teachers, the scripture says. God will anoint you and give you. You remember Jesus? You know, he was 100% man, 100% God. But you remember Jesus, when he started talking to the Pharisees, the folks said, well, where did he get this kind of wisdom? They couldn't look. They were scared to even go up near him and touch him because of the wisdom that came out. They said, like, I ain't never heard nobody talk like this. Let me tell you something. God would anoint you. When you get in his word, when you meditate. Now, especially y'all who want to be teachers, you want to grow in the word, you want to meditate in this word. You want insight? You want to be able to share? You want to give it, be able to give some revelation? Revelation comes from meditation. See, here's what the devil gets us so busy that he wants us running so much so. That, 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 that we can't take the time to listen, to meditate, to pause, to wonder, to reflect. There have been times in my life, I can tell you, that, that, that I've just went, you know, I, my wife will tell you, I just get a bucket, of, uh, a bucket, I get a bottle of water and my Bible. I go up in the mountain, I just, and I'm about ready to do that, just so y'all know, so y'all be looking for me. Where's pastor? I'm gone. I'm 
belly, be just like Moses. <laughs> I'm up in the mountain somewhere. He, I don't know where he I know he up there. I'm, I, because when I got to hear, I want to get a word from God. I know it requires that I just need to sit and listen. And sometimes sit and listen, it takes time to hear God. I know that ain't what y'all want to, I, I know, listen, that ain't what we want to hear, right? You, you want to hear me to say A plus B, you know, one plus two equal two, and you want me to give you the formula? Ain't no formulas with God like that. I mean, people come up with all these formulas. If you do this, do this, and I'm like, eh, no, 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 God, it's about relationship. Amen. Relationship ain't nothing about formulas. No, 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 no. I love you. Talk to me. Open your, no, I, I need to hear from you. I need a relationship. God wants to talk to his people. Now, what are the four primary ways God speaks? You know, he speaks with his word. Amen. Now, watch this. God will never, ever. Now, here, here's what sometimes you hear people say this. God, God, you know, I heard this one pastor say, God told me to divorce my wife and marry the other one in the church. I, I'm still trying to process that one because I heard it and then I, I looked at it oh, no. But you know what the people are doing? I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. God ain't going to speak to you something that contradicts what he said in his word. Never. Now, you can say that I chose to go a different way. Then, then you're going to reap the consequence, whatever that is. Say that. But we can't be so quick to say, God told me. Be careful what you say God told you. Because people throw that on God real quick. God told me. Really? Then everything that God tells me, it better line up with this. God ain't going to tell me nothing that cuts. How many know God is not the author of confusion? God ain't confused. God ain't crazy in the head. We are. Come on. I know y'all don't want to hear that. Y'all know we crazy. We crazy. Y'all know we ain't right. I mean, I surprised my own self about myself. So I'm crazy. The more, the more I live, the longer I realize I'm crazy. I just don't have it together. And we all a mess. You know, Isaiah, when he saw the Lord high and lifted up in Isaiah chapter 6, he said, I'm a man. He saw the presence of God. He said, I'm a man of unclean lips. God didn't even ask him nothing about his lips. <laughs> God ain't said nothing to the body. He told him, oh, God, I'm filthy. I'm dirty. Oh, God, I'm nasty. He's just giving it up. He's already, he, he already knows that he got issues. Some of us just need to start right there. We just need to recognize that, Lord, I got, I got issues. See, that'll keep everybody humble. That'll, that'll keep you humble when you realize that you're crazy. And then, and then you, you, all of us crazy, so we're going to be crazy together, and then we'll see each other in heaven. But hopefully at some point we get with Jesus. He'll straighten our minds out. But in the meantime, y'all got to tolerate each other. Right. So God, so God speaks. He ain't going to contradict his word. That word that I hear in my heart that I might not sin against God. Matthew 4, 4. Man shall not live by bread alone, but every what? Word, 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 word. But I don't like to read the Bible. Then buy the, buy the audio tape and listen to it on the tape. Get it in you. Because all scripture is God breathed. Come on. It's useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training. 2 Timothy 3, 16. Secondly, God speaks to other people. You know, God, you know, God used people to speak to you sometimes. 
I've, you know, God did that because, you know, if you got one of those attitudes that I don't need to listen to people, you're going to be in trouble. Because God, God will use, you know, God used a donkey one time to talk to a prophet that was off his rocker. You remember David, when David sinned against, we don't have time to turn there, but this is 2 Samuel. You can look at it in your own time. 2 Samuel chapter 12. Remember David, he had sinned against, had uh, sinned against the Lord by having adultery with Bathsheba. And then who does God send to David? Nathan the prophet. Now God, how do you know God could have, God could have had a conversation directly with brother David, <laughs> King David, Right? But God said, I'm going to send Nathan a prophet. Now, if David's attitude was, I don't like some folks, I don't need to listen to no man. I don't need, I got the Holy Ghost in me. And, and the Holy Ghost, I don't need nobody to talk to me about that. I can just, I can hear the Lord for myself. Well, you're going to be all by yourself. Because God will keep you humble. God, is, he takes you, here's what he He takes you right back. And so important, David and David up there, and, and it's funny because Nathan the prophet, when he comes to him, he starts telling David a story. But David don't realize that he's the main character in the story. <laughs> and Nathan ends up saying, you are the man that did it. Now, now before that, David said, the guy who took this guy's sheep and, you know, because David, you know, David's rich. And, and the prophecy, and, and Nathan said, you know, there was a, there was a man who, who like had like a whole lot of little sheep. And then there's this one guy had like one and somebody took that. And David's like, oh, that ain't right. I'm going to fix that. Nathan said, you know, you the one. <laughs> you almost see the wind. You know how somebody ever got the wind knocked out of you? But you know what David said? David said, I'm the man. See, God speaks to other people. So sometimes, see, that's why fellowship is important. That's why coming to church is important because somebody's deliverance may be in your mouth. That's why you fellowship. That's why you talk. Because God always is going to keep you humble. And, he, and, you know, a lot, a lot of times he's going to use the mouth that you don't like the most to speak to you. <laughs> Guys, y'all know I'm just kidding, right? Y'all, y'all know. Because somebody, you know, because somebody will pat you up, acting up. No, I'm not. I'm just, I'm in the word. Acts chapter 16. How many know God speaks through circumstances? Look at Acts chapter 16, verses 6 through 7. We're almost done. Can we get five more minutes? I don't even think we're going to be five minutes. I think we're going to be done quick. We're we doing really good. We've been doing good the past couple of weeks. I told y'all I'm, I'm working on that. Y'all just keep saying amen, then things get better. And chapter number six, watch this. <clears throat> now, when they had come, gone, this is the Apostle Paul. When they had gone through Phygia and the region of Galatia, um, they were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. And they had come to Messiah. They tried to go into Bithynia, but the spirit did not permit them. So passing by Messiah, they came down to Troas. Troas. That sounds like the Bronx or something. Troas. And a vision appeared to Paul in the night, and a man of Macedonia stood and pleaded with him, saying, come over to Macedonia and help us. Now, so, in other words, God speaks through circumstances. You know, sometimes the Bible says right there that, that the apostle, that there was a that the spirit would not permit him. Now, we don't really know what that means, whether it could have just been the spirit just convicted him, said you can't go there. But how many know that sometimes when you pray that if the doors is not opening for you, then perhaps that just means God has just shut that door. Now, you don't want to be what I call a spiritual burglar. You know what a spiritual burglar is? You know God is saying, no, but you're going to break it in there anyway? I'm getting in this. 
and you know the Spirit of God ain't really, I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going in here. Okay, cool. You know what happens? Sometimes God speaks through circumstances. Some of you have been praying about some stuff, and the circumstances, it just ain't, God is not in that. Then you, I mean, no, look at the neighbor and say, turn the page. Now, there's some things you got to fight about. You'll know when you got to fight about it, but sometimes you just need to turn the page. Let me, let me say, there's some people that you just got to. See, y'all smart. Y'all, 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 some folks, you just got to turn the page. You can't worry yourself with it. You got to keep living. I mean, you gotta, I got to keep going. I don't have time for this. Lastly, how many of God speaks to your spirit? Sometimes God, God just speaks to your spirit. And this, is, this goes contrary to those folks who say, well, you know, our God don't speak today. But he said he, he would give us of his Holy Spirit. I think you have that verse. You have that verse there, John chapter number, maybe, John chapter number uh, 16. He, however, he, when the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into what? All truth. He, not a it, not a wood, but he, the spirit, will guide you into what? All truth. And for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will tell you things to come. I mean, no, God wants to speak to his children. And you have, if you're born again, you have his Holy Spirit living in you. And God is talking to you if you will listen. He's talking. You remember, and in, in, uh, you can just write this down, Acts chapter 13, verses 2 through verse 3. You remember Apostle Paul and Barnabas, all of them, they were there praying, and the Holy Spirit just spoke. How many of you have ever just heard the Holy Spirit just spoke in your spirit? You walk with God along, and every now and then, God will just drop something in your spirit. You wasn't even prepared for it. You know, and there have been times when, when God just drops something in my spirit. I'm like, what? Oh, and then, it, you know, you realize it, it come to pass because God, God was talking. So, how I many know God, God speaks. I'm done, just so y'all know. God speaks to his children. Here's the question. Are you listening? No, let me, let me do it this way. Are you making the time to listen for his voice? Maybe you just need to cut the radio off when you're driving down the road. I mean, some of us spend hours in traffic anyway. Just cut the radio off. Every, every now and then just say, I ain't listening to radio. I ain't listening to nothing. God, just talk. Just talk. Just cut, off, just cut off the TV. Just cut everything off in the house. I mean, cut the washing machine. I would tell my, my, my son would tell you all the time, like, turn the washing machine off. Too noisy. I like it quiet. Because, you know, I want to maximize my times. Sometimes you, you may not, you may not can, you know, based on what you got to do, you may have stuff going on. But you know what? You can maximize. You know, we just need to be better stewards of the time we got. Make time. So I'm going to listen to God here. I'm going to listen. You know, sometimes, some, you know some of you, sometimes you get to church. You run in, for example, you run in right. Maybe you might want to get to church on one Sunday a little bit earlier so you can just sit. And just, just what's wrong with you? Nothing. You okay? Yeah. What's up? Why are you talking? I'm waiting for God to talk to you. Yeah. Sometimes we just, just, just sit. So I'm going to hear him. And just come in, just sit just in a quiet place. You remember Habakkuk, what did he do? He ran to a quiet, first thing he did, he said, I'm going to get me to somewhere where God can talk to me. So if you're here this morning, you're saying, Pastor, I need to hear from God. I need a word. Then state your case and then shut up. That's just, that's, that's what you call a, 
uh, uh, gangster preaching. <laughs> State your word and just shut up. State your case and shut up. Or if y'all want me to do it, you know, a nice way, just state your case to the Lord and then just be quiet. Uh, it means the same thing, right? We just need to be quiet. So when you're praying to God, don't just talk all the time. Just, just sit back. I ain't going to talk. Talking is over. You know, sometimes we have prayer here on, on Sunday morning. And we just say, and sometimes people don't like the quiet. It's like, nobody praying. Sometimes you guys need to just shut it down and just listen and meditate on his word and watch God speak. I know he want to speak to you. Let him speak. Amen. Every eye is closed. Every